I founded and run a practitioner training program for health empowerment coaches. And every second week on Tuesdays at noon, my time, we do an unpacking or a case study or a discussion about a specific topic, um, situation, experience with a client, or even just some work that I've been doing that I need my students to know about so that they stay on top of and abreast of this evolution I call a practice. <laughs> so we do that every second Tuesday. And this Tuesday, and actually, you might find a few more of these that aren't super personalized or, you know, just private to the group or anything like that. I might be releasing some special episodes, especially if people like one of my graduates, Lisa, and I mean, I'd have to say that about a lot of the graduates in the program, but um, graduates like Lisa or Lisa in particular uh, show up for these discussions because they are never linear. And sometimes I give a little bit of a like lecture style because I have something to present. But today we actually talked just free flow, freestyle about a specific topic. And that topic is one that I've been unpacking a little bit in this podcast um, and we'll be doing so in more depth in an upcoming program about mental and emotional wellness and youth and parents and caregivers and even people that are in other professions of caregiving um, can learn and uh, engage with in the pursuit of helping the youth, children, even adult children through um, uncomfortable uh, disharmonious states of mental and emotional being. Now, again, you'll see, you'll know as I continue to unpack this this topic, that's not bad <laughs> to say that there's disharmony. We just don't want to st stay there. So just keep listening to all of these discussions and you'll get more of an idea or a feeling or a, a revelation or an understanding of what I'm talking about. But the topic was you know, starting with that state of wellness or unwellness or function or dis-ease, you know, a, a state of like, where you're not feeling quite at ease in our youth and children. And we start there. And then one of my solutions or what I see as one of the things that have, has been missing is this whole concept of mentorship, leadership, rites of pas passage, ceremony, um, and really shifting our own consciousness around what it means to be well, mental, emotionally, physically, spiritually, community, environment, um, our own consciousness as parents, guides, mentors, leaders, um, teachers, elders, wisdom keepers, um, stewards, <laughs> lighthouses, <laughs> um, all those uh, shifting our own consciousness about wellness and then passing that on to our youth and even adult children. So there's this level of um, prevention as well as maintenance, as well as um, starting off on the right foot, as well as healing and repairing and reassessing, uh, re-knowing, remembering what maybe we had been teaching unwittingly before. So it's really a call to action 
um, this conversation, as well as an unpacking, uncovering, and a, just a delightful time that I had with my student, Lisa. Well, I don't even like to say to you, trainee, I say, because it's a program and I don't purport to be any sort of guru <laughs> that's going to be teaching people the ways of everything. Um, so she's she's a graduate of my program and a consistent um, part of the heartbeat of our program um, ever since she graduated f a few years ago, actually. So I really hope you enjoy this unpacking of just the one one of the, um, I guess I could call solutions to this um, struggle that I'm seeing in a lot of our youth and adult, actually population, even for adults who are looking for sort of like root causes for their current state of disharmony and dis-ease to know what may have happened in their own past regarding um, sort of like a, a cultural blind spot we're having right now in relation to how we steward, how we mentor, how we guide our children into just robust, you know, just full-on expressive life. And, um, you know, not being trapped in this state of discomfort and dis-ease, um, you know, not being stuck there. Okay, so that's what we're going to be discussing, and I really hope you love this special episode. It's much longer than my usual episodes because it's a dialogue, and um, let me know what you think. You know, go onto the website, um, send me a message through my contact forms, get on my social media You'll see uh, announcements for this episode there as well. So starting conversation on my Instagram, all of that information is going to be in the show notes. So again, hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. I think I'll do that. So awesome to see you. I'm just going to say real quick, then mm -hmm. we'll, and then we'll just like chit chat a little bit. But um, this, we're going to be talking about um, rites of passage and our youth's mental and emotional um disharmony and harmony it's not not all good not all bad and um and how rites of passage tradition mentorship leadership stewardship are actually some of the things that i'm finding the most important when i'm working with clients now like it is insane right now how on this topic i am and it's really an integral part of all the new stuff that i've been working on um, as far as health empowerment goes, and not only just adults, and actually even knowing this stuff with adults, because we're healing our younger selves as well. And we're also seeing where this shit came from in our later years. And we're making sense of things and connecting the dots. And that, like we, we like to talk about, Lisa, remembering everything, right? It was always there. We're just shining lights and focusing and, you know, all that stuff. Okay, look here, look here, look here. And um, so again, that whole lighthouse idea 
um, you know, and that and taking on that position, not position, but I, I can say that role, I suppose, or um, with our clients, but also what I've been doing a lot of is parent education on how to do this with their children, because this is really where it comes from. Like, this is really like when you have the initial uh, traumas and when you have childhood traumas, like the parents are very, they're the most important piece of this puzzle when it comes to maybe prevention or helping people through their children through when they're still young or even the older children. Like I have clients that are coming to me a lot now with their kids who are in their early twenties and actually some of them on their own, which is the coolest thing. I don't know what it is about 20, 20 to 25 year old young men, but they love hanging out with me. <laughs> well, it's the so ma- the like- masculine energy is becoming very much awakened. They're vibrating with the feminine not only within themselves and they want to get back into balance. So that makes total sense why their, your vibrations are calling to each other and that connection is being made. Yeah. There's a lot with uh, divine masculine going on for sure. Isn't there and the feminine. And I think too, because I'm, I, I have a lot of masculine energy and young energy that we still can connect there and have fun with it and talk and think, but then they're safe to let their hearts show. Like exactly. They're the safe, right? Balance. Mm-hmm. Balance. And then they're like, oh, but this is part of me too. And I'm actually connecting with her on this thing we were just talking about, like the stress piece or looking, you know, like the emotion piece or the creative side or the integration. Yeah. It's not just about like emotion with women. It's all, it's all, it's really the creative um, force in nature right. and very feminine. reflective too, Carla. We're not only the lighthouse, but we're also their inner reflection of themselves because we're all one. I love that. that. So there you go with that. Right. And it's this, and it's a part of themselves that they've been taught to hide exactly. And to squish and to, um, run from, and to dis like to, to, uh, devalue right? Like that's, that's where we find all this crap, like with misogyny and, um, abuse, you know, and of, um, of patriarchal, um, misuse of power, right? And that's where we find all that is when the masculine take it's, it's where we, the, the, the men or the boys are over identifying with a pseudo masculinity. Oh yeah. I I'm love that. Pictures of the little one being taken on on either one a nurturing lap it doesn't have to be gender specific and being focused on listened to and heard in fact I had a beautiful synchronicity yesterday with an old friend and she is actually a I don't know if you actually call it a psych nurse but she works with a lot of youth and that's Mm -hmm. exactly one of the things she was saying is she said so many of the younger ones that are troubled are not being seen and heard. Mm. And a lot of times when she has consults within families and whatnot, she even observes it. They're not being seen and heard. And mm-hmm. so that totally, you know, from someone out there in the trenches is telling me that, you know, she's seeing that like so rampant and, identifies with the fact that that is a window right there that's a way in to them realizing they're not 
and and I love the language because she and I are very connected. And she's like, yeah, we're not broken. We're not anything dis-ease, imbalance. It's all yep. seen, heard, <laughs> feeling loved, that you matter. And that's where they, like I said, I keep getting those images of on the lap with the wee one and full on presence right now and yep. be and see that. And yes. And I, you know what? I love that so much. You are not broken that I lead with that in many, many like of my coaching sessions or yeah. talks. Like I love that concept so much that the truth, that truth, it's not just concept is a truth. Oh yeah. Um, truth within. Yep. <laughs> truth within. Yeah. Truth. And the, yeah, in, like at all, like, I mean, universal truth. Um, and then the thing you were saying, seen and heard, I hear this a lot in a lot of these conversations of people who are really on a mission, like not a mission, but they're in this flow of shifting our consciousness around our health and well-being. Okay. So, and I'm hearing it a lot. Um, this whole concept of pseudo, right. When I just said pseudo masculinity and pseudo femininity and all the garbage that we believe that that means it's all about languaging and not just language, like how, what the words we use. Cause we play with this a lot, Lisa, like, this is so important, like the words we use. And as soon as you say it a different way or with a different inflection, yep. the truth and the meaning pours out of it. And you're like, whoa, it hits you like a ton of bricks. The so when we are, and I just did shifts, right? the vibration, love it. Shift. Yeah. Yep. Back into the it heart. Does. I just got shown hand back to the heart. That's ah. where the vibrational match comes from. And right. that does, it comes from being seen and heard because we are seen and heard through yes. the heart vibration. And, and the pseudo yep. is not the truth. No, right? it's, it's what truth. covers it up. And so it, we're not seen or heard when we're acting like a man I mean, that we're supposed to be this and that. And we're acting like a woman, we're supposed to be this and that. And we're acting like, and, and then we're feeling this like addiction, addiction that's supposed to be like, where we feel this certain way, it makes us feel happy. It makes us feel um, sexually wanted or something like that, or like whatever that is, but it's, it has no soul. Like it has exactly. no soul. It's so you are not seen or heard themselves. because it's not true. Sorry, Lisa. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I'm going to stop. So you, I'm going to stop. Oh, so you sorry. can say that. It's coming from outside themselves rather than within. Yeah. And that's where the imbalance or non uh, connectivity to to the inner is that signal is disrupted mm -hmm. and they take on there will always be to dictate that and they're all yeah mm -hmm. sorry i keep trying to i keep talking and i think that you're done your sentence that i'm like uh, uh, so i'm no, sorry if i'm interrupting like that that's how it goes but yeah that's that's, a, that's the way we be Lisa and I. the males unfortunately because they are just sequestered and silenced even worse in other ways that women are, but yet the, the boys are so quickly to be toughened up and silenced and don't think mm -hmm. this, that, or this is what a real man does and man up mm -hmm. all of this language. Like you were saying, carries such a disharmony that just mm -hmm. does not resonate with their heart and soul. And they don't know who the heck they are when yeah. they're from time they're little spoken to in that way their true self is there and shining and yet it's just dimmed right down 
and they yeah. have to become something else. And it's no one's fault. It's like each generation did not know, no better, do better until you yep. know better, you can't do better. And yep. sometimes they're the light to shine and then heal the prior generations and set the pace for forward. Yes. It's that being, yeah. being heard, their light shining so brightly, then they'll attract other lights. And then it's like, oh, wait, I feel comfortable in this space here. I might not understand it. And then yeah. the, the light just starts adding to itself. And then that's where our big shift can happen when those little bits all come together into a big one. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes. And I, I, um, I don't know, like am I, in my most recent newsletter, I said, I was talking about that. Like, this isn't to say this is for blame. Like we're not looking to blame, nope. we're, but we are looking to respond and have a responsiveness to this, this, these truths we are revealing. So when we're looking at the stuff, that's the pseudo, it's not true. Uh, how to be a man, how to be a woman, how to be a boy, how to be a girl, how to be a, I don't know, all these dichotomies and these, like, it, like there's no continuum. There's like, you're either this or that. And, and this, the pseudo culture that we, where I call pop culture, like a pseudo culture, because it's the culture without soul, because there's no connectivity right between the people involved in that culture. So it doesn't adjust according to needs. It doesn't um, have a, there's no um, sentience. There's no, there's no flow and there's no connection because everybody is placed into these boxes without being seen or heard, without being able to have a voice, without individuality at adding to and contributing to the beauty of the whole. So exactly. it's not about being individual and alone. It's about being connected and sovereign at the same time. I just so saw the we, infinity symbol. That's yeah. what they showed me. That so flows with exactly what you just said. Yep. Yeah. So this is what we're looking at, like with this topic of, you know, mentorship, leadership, stewardship, that is more like you said, instead of looking without, which is always changing. And it's really in our, like, let's be real here in our environment of, you know, media, social media inundation with all of those um, pseudo, you know, definitions that everybody's so like, you know, shooting all over them, creating all this concrete on top of the truth of who we are, you know, all these like things that are to keep us in a specific position so that capitalism will run like it's well-oiled machine that it's supposed to be. We're okay. follow the money here, people like you're broken. So we're going to fix you. Just pay us 500 bucks and you'll get the life you want. Yeah. You know, as long as we are not aware of that, that is what's going to be controlling the without will be controlling the within. So that's always going to exist. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever like break through any of those. And I don't know if what the words nefarious, but like the, the really the, the pseudo, like if we, there's always going to be that construct, but the whole thing the idea is to teach our young ones, guide them into their own knowing and, and observe what's happening on the outside and say, that's not my truth. That is exactly. not actually even the truth at all. And that's certainly not my truth. Right. So then and we go within. And acknowledged, then they will be, as we love to say, empowered versus disempowered. Yeah. They mm. will know the difference and how it feels. Everything is about feeling inside, not mm. the thinking mind. That's only for those little, you know, special things over here on the right hand side is all of the feeling, the knowing the truth. And so when they have that empowerment from the time they're young, or even at any time when the light comes on, 
all of that yeah. noise and jumbo won't make mm-hmm. any sense anymore and they won't even identify it it'll be like i don't know about you but i don't even watch regular tv but if i once in a great while catch one a commercial will come on and i'll be like <laughs> you're speaking some language i don't resonate you're for real like nothing <laughs> makes any sense carla it's all from this vibration yeah. of i just lack i just sit there and i'm I'm numbed almost because I can't feel anything. It's, it's something mm-hmm. that does not resonate in any way, frequency, any kind of anything. And it, it almost makes me sadly facetiously laugh in a sense that how mm. could anyone really believe any of this? It mm-hmm. really does shock me. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the masses. Wow. You know what it is? Okay. This is what I'm thinking as you're talking. I love how you spark each other like this. So fun. Okay. So I was, I've been describing it this way to lots of people I've been talking to the last week, especially, and how we have like this a balloon or bubble, whatever our energetic field. And so for you, you're vibing at a different, and I feel like that too. So when we fill our bodies, our minds are, are, you know, if we, if we um, create our own matrix of existence in a different vibration. So without the the junk food, the noise, the, you know, we go, nah, that doesn't apply to me. I'm taking a pass on that. I'm not even going to engage in that. That is not that pseudo. That's not truth. I'm I'm just not, I'm going to opt out, man. I'm opting out. And so when we do that, we see, we start to see where all those little pinholes are in our energetic body, in our energetic field. And so is it something we're doing that's a habit that's not good? Like, for instance, how about you're staying up late every night and you feel like absolute garbage every day? That is like that one. And why are we doing that? We move back to why we keep doing those kinds of things. Like, I don't know. It could be, it could literally be anything. And then the pinhole of all these little traumas and, and events and fi- and patterns and all these things. So as we become more and more aware and we are moving into a different flow, shifting into a different pattern or frequency, then we can actually see where all those siphons are or all the holes where our energy is escaping because this is why. And when you said, why do people want to watch that? Why do they believe it? It's because it's literally without the creative mind, the integration, the ability to see, or even have the energy to address it. it. There's no energy for it. And so you're, you literally vibe differently. So you are matching with that lower vibration of living. Right. As yeah, soon as you start really to put that, vibe. like, like heal those holes, just, I'm just going to finish this real quick. And I want to get, I want to know what you just said. As soon as we start to fill those little holes, like one, it could be one at a time, could be like a really good brush stroke that really like you, you do a, like a leap, you know, of and not just a shift, but a leap. Those happen too. As soon as we start doing that, we be, we gather the energy to vibe higher to address things, to look at things that you never wanted to look at before, to change a habit, to, you know, all those patterns. And then you get the strength within to say, okay, I'm not broken. And I'm not, I haven't been wrong. I just didn't know, like, you know, or like the self-love, the self-forgiveness, all that stuff. And you become stronger to be able to look at that rather than run away. What were you saying, Lisa? I really want to say, I I want to hear that. Why was rhetorical? Like, you know, I wasn't asking why I think, of course you, you just restated it that way. And also what I wanted to point out as well is we're going there. It's a program (laughs) and that becomes in, in awareness when all of these things you just covered 
so beautifully, mm -hmm. become aware that the program can't affect you anymore. It just yeah. like the resonance of vibration, the frequency is so mismatched with how it mm. feels to you. That, that's where I just keep going back to feeling. How does this make you feel? Not what do you think? How does this mm -hmm. make you feel? For if, sure. if you begin to feel everything, no labels at all. They're just feelings. They flow down by. You'll feel everything. Yep. Then your discernment skills start to sharpen and you'll realize, okay, this makes me feel this way or, but I'm not that. I feel mm -hmm. it, but I'm not that. Like saying, mm -hmm. I feel a little sad, not I am sad. Or I feel right. what's technically called for whatever reason of descriptive depressed, not I am depressed. I'm feeling yeah. this. Yes. Or I'm feeling happy. I am happy. That's kind of a choice of state of being, but yet I'm feeling happy is more in the truth space of your resonance. It's, it's integrated within you. It's not for sure. It's about resonance rather than, yeah, rather than just this state of being like, this is what it is for me. And this is who I am and what I am. No, I'm having this experience That's it. of I'm having this the emotions of, yep. Which That's gives you all the agency and choice and empowerment and to shift it yeah. if you so choose. Exactly. Yes. Sit for as long as it needs to sit. If I'm yeah. experiencing the feelings of sadness, okay. I don't say sadness go away. I only want to be happy. It's you don't mm -hmm. know how long it's going to last. It's going to last as long as it needs to to move on out. Teach you and to teach you. And it move minutes. It could be half a day. Okay. No judgment. That's the other thing too. No judgment on what we feel. Right. And way, resistance. You know, we say that all the time to heal. You have to feel right. I know we mm. do or have, mm. but yeah, that, that one fits as well to heal. You have to feel. Yeah. And that's yes. when you and I first started talking a couple of years back with yeah. where people were getting so stuck and we briefly touched in on it. And then of course I was led to go deeper because that part of my calling, I guess, That'd is be you. <laughs> once the, uh, once the consciousness level starts to come in, that ties right in with that. And mm. then when I would have our sideline conversations about it, we'd be like, yeah, this is why people are not making the progress though. They're doing the foundational things or whatever mm. word you want to put on that. I don't have one really anymore, but you get what I mean all the basics, then it's like, you know, you could step back and be stumped about it. Or you could say, wait, they're not feeling anything. They're not connected mm -hmm. to their inner voice, their inner truth, their inner anything. It's all out here. And yep, you can do all the things, quote unquote, and yet make like you like to say, move the needle a little bit in the right direction of healing. Mm -hmm. But it's remembering your wholeness. And that has to be yes. done through feeling everything. Yes. No judgment. Yes. yes, I love it. And you know, one, another thing that keeps cropping up in my awareness is the whole concept of resistance, yep. right? So the more the resistance is actually what causes the suffering. So you have pain plus resistance. Absolutely. And if you re the more you resist, the more pain, more, more suffering there is. So we're always going to have pain. We're always going to have pain. That's, that's 
that's like, you have to feel the heal and like, and the pain is a teacher. It says, look here, look here, look here. And so we can experience that as pain, but what, how, how much do we resist? It's like being out, being here. I was thinking about this being in Saskatchewan. Okay. So winter we have snow. Okay. It just snowed yesterday. And I'm like, no. And then the more I resist, the less I want to go out for my walks during the day, the more suffering I have, the more, the less enjoyment I have of every day of my life. And we live with snow for like five or six months of the year, like five months. Okay. And that would be a lot of my life resisting something that is a change in the the seasons, it, I can find joy in it, beauty in the crispness and the coolness. And like, I could, you know, I could have a lot different experience with that. If only I removed from the equation, the resistance and this, I think exactly. these concepts we're talking about bringing it back to our youth and stewardship and mentorship and leadership is teaching our kids that. And I don't mean just by blah, blah, blah saying, but, but encouraging their ex- exploration of their emotional like states and, and being curious to them. And again, taking them all them through all these shifts that I talk about, you know, the method I say, the inspired shift method, right? Like all these things that will move them from resistance to allowance, you know, because, because the more we resist their processes, the the less they, Carla. Yes. Surrendering to it as, as no, as non-judgmental surrendering. And yes, because like you just said, you just share your feelings and what you experienced with the fact mm-hmm. that, oh, wow, it's so early and yet we have snow. I'm feeling mm-hmm. and you just described it. So there is no yeah, feeling like allowing yourself <laughs> to feel it. And then yep. the next feeling would be, and while I'm feeling that, I'm not real thrilled. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you went on to the next thing that you shared, which was. And now I have the choice. How do I respond to allowing myself to have these feelings and experiences? And now my response will be whatever I choose. And you choose whatever I choose. I can choose to still resist it and be annoyed and not go for my walks or And there's nothing wrong with that. If you wanted to take a day and have all day about it, okay, you're feeling (laughs) it. And you chose that. And it's all right. And, and like yep. you were saying with the little kids, that would be the same thing. Like when they first become putting sentences and meanings together, two and a half, three, whatever, you know, pretty mm-hmm. distinctly to share with you. Each is different. And you try to make that all better. That's the beginning of it right there. Mm. Oh, oh, mommy, I don't like it. It's cold out. Oh, da, 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 da. Yeah, it is a cold day. How are you feeling about that? There you go. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably give you two or three thoughts. And then you want to be like, oh, you know what? We can bundle up and go out and play, you know, go and see if we can find that bird we heard yesterday or any kind of little thing. Almost assuredly, they'll be like, sweet, let's go. Totally. Them to be seen, heard and felt in their discontent with, oh, no, it's all of a sudden cold. I don't like being cold. Yeah, I know. It's a little hard to go through these changes of season rapidly, isn't it? Yeah. And what do you feel? Mm-hmm. About that? And they may say something or not. They may not feel anything about it. But the fact that you yep. listened and you were there and present with it and didn't just say, oh, it'll be OK. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Them. Or suck it up, buttercup. Right. Shutting them like, right down. A wimp. Each time that happens with any little. Not good. Example, Mm-hmm. They now become this persona of, I can't feel, 
I can't express. Yes. I don't matter. What I have mm-hmm. to say isn't worth listening to. And that'll start translating as they grow each stage of maturity through the wee years. They're going to apply that to every little experience they have. And then mm-hmm. more and more and more disconnected with their wholeness. Just yes. start with that mm-hmm. one little thing. And if it builds from there. And yes, we trip up once in a while, you know, as For parents, sure. we're never going to be perfect. And we learn with them, of course. So yeah, that mm-hmm. was a good example to where you could apply that to where a beginning could be when they're first little yeah. and they experience that with you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh I guess we got to get our next layer coat on and maybe some mittens or something. Yeah, let's go find them. Where'd we put those? You know, and you make them involved. In <laughs> And I was actually going to, and the gratitude too, and for what is, because this is not a bad thing to be cold and to have the cold. I mean, we go, this is bad. This is good. And all these different, again, like you said, judgments or like, you know, we're saying, um, yeah, it's just actually, it's just judgment. And so when I thought about that this morning, I went through this whole process with myself this morning and I'm going, okay, I'm going to start the car early on. Cause I don't want to be cold. I had to go get cat food. I wanted to be bundled up in here and do my work, but I had to go cause they were all starving and meowing and bothering me. And so, and then I was thinking like, oh yeah. Okay. So I could go out there and just like grit my teeth and not enjoy this and like shovel off all the snow off the car. And I'm like, put on your mitts. Like (laughs) literally all I had to do is put on my mitts. And then I was not uncomfortable anymore. So I was able, instead of going down into woe is me, I don't like this. Well, I actually came up with a solution and then I was out there and it wasn't so bloody bad. It was actually melting. Okay. So, and I, and I, I could, I could feel it. I wasn't like in full on resistance, but I was like, I felt the little echo of this old pattern. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, mm, this is an interesting thing. And I'm like, no, put on your mitts and it's you're not cold. 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 And it's gorgeous out. It was beautiful. Like just being out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And the other thing yeah. too, that's an example of where you quickly flipped over to the left side and the logic yes. says, put on your mitts. And then you jump right back over into the awareness. Yeah. And you go from there into gratitude or the sun came out or it started melting or whatever. But that's where that's an example for people where, you know, that quick shift to the left is like, that's yeah. what the side of the brain's for. Well, the logic yes, okay. I better go put some myths on. I know this one, you know. This is the thing too, is we're teaching. Okay, so when we do this, and this is a practice with our youth, children, whatever, where we're mentoring in this way or like showing them, guiding, not telling them, go put on your mitts. Like, what do you think is going to help? You know, we let them experience those, like not what I would want to say, not, I'm not one, not punishment, never natural consequence to the decision. So it's like, well, you can choose to have cold hands, but then if they go out there, my hands are cold. Oh, your hands are cold. And then they go, well, and then we just kind of sit with it. And then they go, I think I go need to go get some mitts, <laughs> right? Okay. They have a solution to the natural consequence of not wearing mitts. The hands are cold, right? Like there's a, there's this natural progression of thought agency empowerment. I can do something about this. I'm not a victim of my circumstance. In fact, my circumstance is much different than depending on how I look at it. And if I can, if I can just be aware of how I feel about this and if there's an adjustment that needs to be made, right? Empowered yeah. response, right? empowered response. Love it. You were talking about programming. Um, (laughs) and then, right. 
Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down, so, I quickly well, wrote down, so this is how my brain thinks now. Patterns. We'll, we'll soften the word patterns if you want to make it more for those that are at different stages of their conscious awakening. <laughs> well, it's, a, I mean, I don't mind the word program, but I was also thinking like, yeah, we can recognize that there are these programs that we're playing out or, and then they relate, re, they result in a pattern of being because, right. Because this is what we're, I guess, like, you know, told to do or that we're used to doing. And then they become like automatic, I guess, you know, like we keep running the same pattern, the same program. Um, and then when we make these shifts, like when we help our children to do so, um, we are shifting that into process. So then we have a process of moving through something rather than the same crap being replaced, like made over and over and over again in a pattern, we move through a process. So programs and, and patterns only result in the same thing. So that's when you have anxiety, the feelings of anxiety, feelings of depression, you're stuck, you can't move on. Your kids are becoming depressed, frustrated, like, like all these like behavioral things they have um, learning, you know, issues or whatever we, we want to say disabilities in this, the diagnostic kind of world, but I, learning issues, they can't focus. They have all kinds of discontent. And that's because they're stuck in this disempowered state of like the programming or the pattern is keeping them. So when we right, you're talking, you're talking about teaching them like to feel, to explore their feelings, to talk about their feelings, to sit with them, to be with them, to allow them. And then that's part of the process of moving them because it always has to be movement. And as soon as there's no movement. Illustrating through curiosity from yeah. reactive to responsive. Yes, and always. Responsiveness goes right along with what you said about the new process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So instead of programming our children, molding our children, raising our children, we are allowing for our children to become, mm -hmm. to, to, yeah, and to, and yes, to become, you like know, more and more of side, left side and the right side of the one graphic that you made. The brain. Yeah. yeah. It was the, the way of observing or choosing. And then here's another choice or here's another perspective. You had like mm -hmm. six, eight things. And then over here. Yes. And more yeah lisa you're talking about my left brain right brain illustration so it's like the left brain's all analytical you know picking everything apart seeing like seeing how this little piece works and this how little piece works but then you need to move that or must we must move that or the brain actually automatically will move that to that to the others um this creative you know integrated right. um you know everything is actually put back together in the whole once we kind of understand this so if we get stuck in that left brain pattern like you know of just like only deducing and, and separating and, and dis dismantling everything we were left with chaos because we have to complete that process into the creative integrated wholeness again so um so it doesn't mean we don't do left brain activities like i i mean i do it all the time i do it all the time it's very young it's very masculine it's very active mm -hmm. yet we we the the process has to go to this completion right of, of integration the, the feminine really the the, the creative right so it's always happening as a cycle yeah 
So, um, all right. So I'm just going to, I was going to say, I, I saw you go off video. So I'm just going to let you go wherever you're going to go. And I think you're moving to a different location, but yeah, um, well, I'm just actually, I just don't want to have to, a bunch of disruptive noise is going to start. I just observed. So I am moving no to worries. the room and we will continue. I love the, the background import. of your, <laughs> where you are outside. Oh my gosh. If anybody's just listening to the audio of this, Lisa's in this beautiful, like, there's like a little forest behind her. <laughs> it's just gorgeous. Um, one thing I do want to add to, oh, you're quick. Um, I wanted to add, say something about, I want to respond to what you said about um, this disc, this, uh, you were saying something about, I think we were still talking about frequency, I guess. And again, you know, this, um, I had all these dis words, like I, I'm very interested in this as well. Like when we have discontent or we are um, uncovering, you know, all of these things that our youth are experiencing. And not, I don't mean even just little kids, like I, especially even those, the teenagers who I'm working with a lot right now. And I think that what's happening is that when we talk about being at, like in resonance or being, um, and we could use other words, you know, just feeling good most of the time, you know, we aren't, inundated with chronic, chronic, when we're stuck, right? Chronic states or feelings of depression or anxiety, because yeah, those things can happen. But when they're chronic, that's when like, okay, we're stuck here. We need to move that. We need to move it. Yeah. We can allow an experience, but that's a very different thing than being stuck in that, pro in that process. And so this is the words that were coming up for me were discord. So we're not in accordance with this, this, flow frequency okay so this like where the emotions go and they move and they go through past and they they go through these processes and discontent so no we're not content we're, we're discontent and disharmony so i use those words a lot in relation to this these this stuckness that i think we can really do no we 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 absolutely do when we um give our children opportunity to learn um, and go within, right? Through things like rites of passage, not just like these everyday things. Like we were talking, Lisa, we're talking about these everyday practices, everyday ways of looking thing, at things, sort of shifting them out of pop culture, which they're consistently being exposed to and keep recalibrating and helping them to become more in accordance with themselves because there's always gonna be things that are without. So it's literally like, it's like when you talk about in the aura speak, you know, your aura is just so gloriously harmonious and just big that you don't really, the other things don't really phase you, Like you can observe them without reacting. Right. So we are in this responsive state. And so, um, so these, so I want to get to that point because this is part of our conversation we're going to have here is about how we do that. Like how we not only do these daily you know, rethinkings for ourselves and also our children. Um, but also like things like that. I feel like we've really been missing is um, like these rites of passage or ceremony. And those things are really like we talked early on focusing on um, something specific, you know, like you turned whatever age today, that is big. You had your first um, period, 
you know, that girl, or you, you know, um, this is like a time where we're starting to talk about moving out of childhood and into adulthood. And what does that mean for you? And, um, and so there's a, an element of reverence of celebration because there's, we don't actually even take in any sort of, um, uh, I don't know if it's the words teaching education aware, like, uh, it, it takes awareness to actually feel, um, uh, what is the word I'm trying to say experience moving from one thing to the next. So if you don't actually have some kind of commemoration or focus, or even just a word like, Hey kiddo, you like, congratulations, you know, that stuff helps us to integrate right and to hold like you know what i'm saying so where where we actually can um reflect and um yeah those movements through life yeah so um so we move into we put the soul back into our culture right Mm -hmm. so it's not pop culture we've got the connection and that and connection with others and ourselves and our processes and everything that um, everything in between. And we have, we put the, um, the truth back into, or we reveal the truth of our, whatever it is, the femininity, the mask, the feminine, the masculine, um, the, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, the, what we're feeling, what we're feeling, right? Like we put the truth back into that or reveal the truth of that by (laughs) we remember. Yes. And I as, as, we, as you like to say, elders or wisdom keepers, as you like to say, that's what we're sharing with our children and the youth is, um, and we can't, I mean, and this is like, there's like a, and I don't know what you think. I want to know what you think about this, Lisa, that there's such, um, people, uh, a lot of people are feeling they don't have this, um, like a confidence in their own ability to lead their children. And I feel, this is my feeling, is that pop culture and the media and systemized thinking has actually usurped the elder, the wisdom keeper, the parent. You know, like I have parents even coming into my practice and I have to actually work them through that process of of detaching their reliance on a system to do something for them that they would naturally do in their family system, like be the parent, be the elder, be the, you know, so then we have a lot of um, our elders in like homes and, you know, like medications up the yin yang. And then we've got a lot of parents who are outsourcing their health to the medical system or outsourcing their children's education to the education system. And I'm not going to say none of those things can't be useful, but we have, but I think we must recognize our um, role in creating them because they're for us. They're supposed to be for us to act, to actually initially, I would say they would be, would have been a community initiative and they've turned it into something else entirely because it's no longer the communities that control these things. It's the authorities and people that live like thousands of miles away that don't even know us you know, are saying how we're supposed to educate our children or how, what we're supposed to do when they have a cough or what, how we parent or, you know, so there's such a disconnect from that. And I think there are a lot of people because of this, you know, taking the soul out of healthcare, taking the soul out of, you know, the care of 
everybody in our family systems and taking the soul out of lifelong learning. And then we call it education. You know, we have this, like we're, we have this shell of something that could be very beautiful if we put the soul back in. What do you think about that? Right. Well, what I was um, receiving as well as experiencing in truth is empowerment, awareness, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the response will naturally shift in that Mm -hmm. order. Mm -hmm. Because like one example I was getting when you were talking about the pop culture, especially with the younger ones is, and we clearly know this, but restating what you did say in a different way is we can't make it go away. We can't have a big protest or an awareness march to say this is all these reasons this is bad don't do it but Mm -hmm. if we are empowered we remember within and then they can have selective experiences with it without becoming that and that can go through every stage of life once you become empowered again the awareness is there your memory of you and then the response it's a process of course but yet it can be where like say you and i don't agree with xyz system there's a ton to list just pick one not Mm -hmm. out loud Mm -hmm. but just saying we dabble in it if you will or we play in it or we participate when we have to for certain things like big example is money to go to the store to get food Right. There's 20 things about that whole process we don't align with, of course. And yet mm-hmm. we participate in it, but we're not. Mm-hmm. Of it. Mm-hmm. And we can't fight mm-hmm. it unless you have means to grow all your own and inner share in communities, which another talk for another day. But until <laughs> we get to that point, it can be with the school system. It can be with phones. It can be with gaming. It can be with shows tv you know different things yes they can dabble in and out like one example i always remember is when mine were growing up a big cartoon tv show was the rugrats and they did a lot of stuff on there that clearly a consciously aware parent would never let their kids do but here's the clue (laughs) it's a cartoon right and i remember having a conversation with my two one time carla one mm. when it first came out and i viewed what it what they were showing and you know different things that were really funny but yet they're not really funny and you wouldn't want your kids doing them i said to them <laughs> you can watch this but the first time that you ever do what these play characters are doing in this cartoon mm-hmm. we won't be watching this anymore and they're mm-hmm. like oh, all right never happened didn't have to one time like, ever go back to it. And it was a funny cartoon left at that. See, yeah. I, I acknowledged that it was the pop culture at the time. All the kids were talking yes. about it, all the t-shirts, all the this, that, and the other in the stores was very, yeah. you can't be like, oh my God, that cartoon's appalling. Those kids say this and those kids do that. No, you live by the example in your house of not that. But you have right. an age-appropriate, wording-appropriate conversation. Maybe they, excuse me, five or six, seven, somewhere in that range. And that's all I had to say. And they're like, mm-hmm. sure. 
you know, same thing with SpongeBob. Well, Some of that stuff didn't resonate, and yet I knew it was a funny cartoon. So I didn't like ban them from watching that or go and have some big, you know, thing at school and say, all oh, parents shouldn't let their kids watch this. Those kids are doing stuff that we're going to allow them to do that if we let them watch it. No, we're assisting them in exercising their awareness, their discernment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The example at home is not that. There are things out there you're going to be exposed to, my dear beloveds, that are a funny take <laughs> on life, that are mm -hmm. that are playful. You don't have to take it's it. It's entertainment. Exactly. Yes. Not education. You don't have to integrate it and be that. Right. Duplicate, right. replicate, idolize, whatever. I don't care if yeah. you wear a Rugrats t-shirt. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I like the show. Okay, great. That doesn't mean yeah. that you're agreeing or allowing them or disempowering your household because you're you know what I'm trying to say so there still has to be yeah. where they're making a participating choice because like I said I sat them down one time and it was just a casual three four sentences I was just like yep this is a cartoon you know this is stuff that we don't do and in our house we don't act like that and first time I see you doing any of that we won't be watching it okay and they went on to whatever yep. they were doing that was the end of it well it comes to that again like I love it because it's, it's entertainment. It's fun. It's light. It's taking light. It's like not being dogmatic. It's like, cause all those things are still mistakes, you know, like it's still going to lead you. Cause it's what all those things are resistance again. And then it just leads to suffering. So instead of resisting, we're literally stepping into this other kind of flow. Like, you know, so it's like, yeah, we can see it for what it is. And we could actually even enjoy it. I, I have no, I used to play, I used to play some video games. I can actually, I'm doing actually working on a piece, like an experiential session with parents to actually go through what the emotional, like the emotions and the highs and the, and all that stuff that people get from like gaming. And mm -hmm. I get it yet. What we, the, it's the awareness it's being able to have a critical mind and think. And so we don't want to tell our kids what to think. I mean, yeah. So of course we're going to say, I don't really love that. What do you think? We want them to be really aware of how, what they think and what their power is. And like, when I say rites of passage or ceremony, they get pushed, you know, the two situations that might be a little bit uncomfortable that show them what they're made of, you know, have them push like their boundaries of thought and also like, so it's an exchange rather than a forced coercion or, you know, and so we're not resisting the culture that is, we right. actually, by doing this are recreating the culture. So we don't have to resist it. It's, it's a futile thing because we, it's, it's, it's a losing battle. We, and I'm not saying you go and turn the TV on all day. I, not that at all. We're going outside or do, we're filling our cups with things that we don't need to fill it up with an addiction or overuse of TV or entertainment to escape yep. our feelings because we've taught them and we've encouraged them to explore those things. So it's, it's literally where that stuff falls away and it's not even necessary anymore. Yep. Like it's not even a craving or we just do it. Cause we're like, we're gathered around the TV one day and we want to watch some funny, you know, episode of Brooklyn nine, nine. Like that's what <laughs> like, like, so, cause stock characters are super funny. And I love some of that stuff. I have like a stranger things t-shirt on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, so this is, this is where, what we do is that we don't resist the, what is, 
I shouldn't say don't. That's not the right wording, but you know what I'm like, I'm trying to move into a different a better language around this. Aspect. Instead of like resisting what, what is of the environment in balance. We recreate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we we create it because we're creating this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's an aspect and then their natural response. Like another example I just got was I don't know if you went through this, but knowing that you raised a couple girls, like with yeah. the clothing choices. Mm. don't ever want to mm. like tell them you can't or whatever what I would do if I was raising the girls and some of the stuff that's in style now it's like we won't go there but you know I know here, <laughs> pants, blah, blah, blah. it's like yeah I would ask them you know age appropriate as it starts to come up how do you feel about that style yep. does, does yep. that like fit with who you are or, you know, is there something a little bit different, you know, and go around with a variety, take them shopping and let them look at a whole range of things and say, oh, how would you feel yeah. if you were wearing that? Or maybe go try it on. How does that make you feel? How do you feel when you throw mm-hmm. on this shirt and those pants or whatever? Chances are, if what we're talking about has been their process in growth, I'll be like, yep. Now nobody's seeing my belly and holes in my pants showing me here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> I'd rather pick that one and that one where maybe yeah. like meet, you know what I'm saying? Where the top meets the top of the jeans and there's no like, yeah. and, and yet it's still fully in style. It's, it's more of a softened version of their real truth. Yeah. And I don't know yep. what I could do if they wanted to pick the one I'm going eat. I guess I would have to say, well, how are you? carrying yourself while you're wearing it like super interesting does this reflect an aspect of you mm-hmm. or or are this you- super interesting because we've had these conversations i'm sure totally lisa this is a good example because i have i've had this conversation with my girls and yep they're all like and, and the one actually wears crop tops a lot and she is the least worried about what other people think about her and that's why she wears them because she she she's always been like that like she's and it's it's so it's like it's so interesting so that's literally the conversation and then I drop it I don't I don't judge them I don't shame them we actually had a conversation last week about another family member shaming another family member and we were talking about this and she was saying how literally like it's all it was almost traumatic for her to be body shamed like that so they are so what we talked about was like, well, how do you, you know, how does that, like, how does that make you feel? Right. Like why, like, and I don't, the word why is sort of sounds like a challenge, but we were exploring why they would, they were dressing or wanting to dress that way. And some of them did, some of them didn't, whatever. We'd have conversations like that with their friends, with their cousins, like all of us, we'd, we've had many conversations about that. And they were, all their things were different. Some of them were to get attention. And then we would peel that back. Okay, so if you're trying to get attention, why? What's missing? Is it self-love? Is it love of others? Is it, you know, you want that boy's attention? Is it this like social media thing? Is it because like you feel invisible and you think that your sexuality is the only way to get you, you know, any attention? Like there's a lot. So for some of them, it was that. For some of them, it was just literally a rebellion from this body shaming and judgment. So they were literally doing it because they're like, I'm going to wear what I want and you're not going to judge me for that. So it was like, it, so there were lots of different reasons and it was beautiful to be able to unpack that right? with them. Pardon me? And they were all validated and listened to. All yep. validated. 
And then we just went, okay, no judgment, no telling you what you should or shouldn't do. Right. You know, like every, each one of them is up to them, how they wanted to proceed, revealing what their true motivation and emotion was with that. Did they want to keep wearing it? Do they, or do they think, you know what, I'm actually making myself feel worse or like whatever that is for them. And so we had to, and I could, I was not about to do the same thing to them that they felt was not to them. Um, I was not going to contribute to another experience that could have led to shame, feeling shame, feeling judged, feeling, you know, whatever that those feelings were. So, yeah, we've had many conversations like that yeah. about and exactly that big thing. one, too, is makeup. Some girls are beautiful mm. artists we and their face is too. gorgeous. Yes. Talent. It's a canvas. Beautiful. And they are expressing yes. their artistic talent. Others, they can't stand themselves. They just want to fit in. They this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. again, same principles all, well, not principles, but same aspects Action. Of, of awareness and discussion mm. be had mm. in that regard. And, and just saying, yep. same thing with boys. It could be sports. They may not even like that sport, but three of their friends they grew up with are playing that, so they don't want to be left out. Or they could love mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. what level do they want to be in that? That's another big thing Mm -hmm. with the male vibration. You don't have to go out there and try to be the star player of whatever position you're playing in whatever sport it is. Do you enjoy this? Do you want to be here? Do you like this team? Do you respect the coach? Is he being respectful to you? If Mm -hmm. all of these things apply, then go for it. Have a blast and whatever the outcome, you had fun. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. if you can sense that it's toxic and they're saying to you certain vibrational words of, yeah, well, you know, then, well, let's explore that further. Maybe there's another thing where you're feeling more yourself. Let, let's kind of yeah. investigate that. Let's observe that. Let's be curious, you know, so it can oh, go with whichever way, but yeah, definitely you being open to the discussion and the, whatever they say, don't respond. A lot of times it's listen and don't open your mouth <laughs> and they will reveal <laughs> what they need to. And a lot of times- well, come forth with exactly what they needed was to be seen yeah. and heard. We keep going back to the same. Yeah. I think too, like without being the inquisitor, I think our, our, our um, guidance, you know, is yeah. To open your mouth, but not to take over the conversation and give a, a lecture, what you we thought or what our judgments are, but literally helping them to ask themselves the right, the right questions. Right. So, and, and most of those questions, like, you know, we talk about this, the four-year-old, why, you know, why, why, why? And so like, you know, just go in, go in. It's like, you know, some boys, like, well, not just boys, girls too. Lots of girls. Actually, I know lots of girls who are in sports. And is it because you love it or is it because you're good at it? And that's how you get praise. Right. Cause you have a lot of these like really high end level athletes who are miserable, because they don't love what they're doing. It's too much. It's too much taking away from their time that they want to be doing other things and they just want to be, and you know, and some of them. Yeah. So there's so many different reasons we went through the makeup thing. And so we actually, there was actually, because that association to that particular behavior or whatever, um, could be different at different points of life. So you talked about the artistry or the covering up. I actually had one, one family member, who had both when she was younger, it started off because she didn't love, didn't like how she looked. She wanted to cover up her face. 
And then it grew into artistry and enhancing her beauty. And she loved it as an art form. And then she didn't even, she'd wear it sometimes, not wear it. It wasn't anything she had to do as a mask to face the world. Mm -hmm. So it it was a progression and it, it, it changes and it ebbs and it flows. And so it's literally inquiry. Part of our job, you know, and I'm going to say job as elders, mentors, wisdom keepers is an, is an inquiry and mm-hmm. a curiosity in yep, those I love people. The word curious. Yeah. Curious I'm, I'm about curious them. Child. I want to know about you. <laughs> Pardon yep. me, hon? I said, I'll be forever the curious child. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and about others, like I, I'm curious about you. I'm not here to judge you. I want to know mm-hmm. you. I want to connect with you right? Like that is so different than, than, you know, purporting to know everything about this other person's life. I think it's so, and I, I don't want to sound negative, but if there's negative and positive, everything. So let's just go that way. But, um, one thing I'm really passionate about is moving away from feeling like from this belief, this misnomer in our, um, in our culture, uh, Western culture, for sure. I think actually many cultures around the world is that, the parent is the judge and jury and we should mold and direct and know, you know, what's best for our kids. Well, there are the basics. Yeah. We're going to push them out of the road. If a car is coming. Okay. We're going to see an addiction growing and we're going to actually, you know, help and guide and steer away from things that we know is a train wreck rate and happen yet. We're not, what, what happens is that it moves into like this place of, um, I know what you're going to be when you get older and what occupation you're going to do. And you can only do have this, this path in life. And that really comes from our, and this is the way you're going to think. And if you think differently, then that's wrong. And so that path leads to discontent. And what, what it comes from is our own fear, because we want everything to turn out the way we see that as the best scenario, as an expectation. So that's why I talk to people about this all the time, expectation into possibility. And so when we can move into that possibility, we actually see that our, like we get to be curious about our kids and what's going to happen for them. And I become excited for their future rather than predicting their fate. Nope. Yeah. I like the word for them too. That's beautiful. Yep. Mm-hmm. How their path I want to talk about for them. Yep. Sorry. Say that again. Say that again. Their path was unfolding for them. Yep. Yeah, truly. So um, we should probably bust off right away. Uh, but one other thing, major conclusive tidbit to end with though. <laughs> Actually, well, maybe, but I, d- maybe this will lead us to that. But the one, I just wanted to address one word that I said in this, um, like the topic today is the pop culture trance mm. and the, the concept of entrancement. Ooh. And I've heard this come up in lots of circles that I think they even, I mean, a lot of people are even saying, I, I just listened to these conversations. It's so cool. And um, about being entranced and we're always in some kind of trance. It could be a passionate trance. It could be, you know, something that we feel is an evolutionary thing, you know, that is actually really, uh, in harmony, you know, and, and, and directing toward, you know, this sort of, I don't like the word ascension, actually. I don't even like that word. I like the word, um, I guess evolve or, uh, um, unfolding, um, becoming more conscious of ourselves and others. Okay. That, and, um, that, that is still the same, but I feel that 
the way, the reason why I use the word trance is because um, it can also be something that keeps us, I guess, maybe what we talked about with patterns, programs, you know, like staying stuck. And also because the trance is actually what disallows for the awareness, right? So, so being entranced in pop culture, I, I mean, I feel like that's what it is. Have you ever seen anybody on their cell phone? <laughs> right. Or watching Ben binge watching Netflix. Right. You know, yep. even, even when we think- flip it real quick, if I could, please for the, for the awareness side of it. Okay. Or mm-hmm. um, a, a guidance or, or the lighthouse shining for those who are sure. ready to see the light is <laughs> I kept hearing for myself entranced in nature. Mm. And so what that came as I sat with it was presence. Mm. So we could shift from what you said as an awareness, you begin there. And then you become entranced with your inner alignment. And so you're presently entranced. Like say, just a walk in nature or like talking to my fairies and gnomes and, you know, getting every little beautiful message from being with yourself in nature or, or in everything, in your own awareness, you can become entranced in that as well. So it could be mm. part of your shift method where we go from entrancement and yep. as we become pattern shifters and our awareness tools become more vibrant, present. we shift into the entrancement of the presence of the, of the, the shining of within. And that can be a whole different thing. But yet you're very much entranced in it. You know what I'm saying? Because like I love say, that when you see someone glued to a cell phone, yeah, they're very entranced, but you can also be very entranced in this beautiful new plant you just discovered on your walk every morning. It, it, yeah. It's two different vibrations of the same awareness. So neither one is good or bad per se. They're just different levels of connectedness or disconnect. The one's more disconnected and the other's very connected. Yeah, one is disconnected right. and the other is connected mm-hmm. entirely. So you go, yes, because the entrancement, yes, in, in like the pseudo, right? You're entranced in the pseudo. Um, you turn that into presence or the entrancement in the present or presence being present in and can we say the real in nature? I mean, I would say maybe just nature, whatever that means, because have you ever watched clouds in the sky? And at first you're like, oh, maybe I got stuff to do. Maybe I did it. And then after a while, it's literally all you want to do. And like, you don't care about all that pseudo fake, what entertainment, like what, you know, trying to pull us away from the actual beauty of life. Cause this is life. This is life. You, when you're present, you are experiencing, experiencing life. You're not watching life go by when you're entranced, when, like, like you are when you're entranced. You are experiencing and involved in that. And that, that is 
profoundly different because that leads to the growth process. Yeah. Trans, I love it. Yeah. So yeah, you can flip it in your, like I said, it fits in your shift method of pseudo and love it to now is present. Mm -hmm. But yet shifting the vibration back in, it's all in here. And you know what? This is what you do. This is how you do that. Parents watching or listening, (laughs) Uh, you know, fellow students watching, listening. This is how you do that. You get your kids in nature. You, you um, give them opportunity to experience their bodies in movement and in um, play and park, being out in the park on the riverbank. Um, even when I, I, I feel like you, even in a yoga situation and like little kids love yoga meditation. Um, at first there's resistance always, even breath work, especially breath work. You're like, no, um, there's resistance, but then it, uh, it, it softens into this allowance because you are present. So all of these things that we're teaching and experiencing. Um, exposing our children to, uh, you know, right. Giving them opportunity for lead will lead to that presence. I love it. Lisa. Love you know it. what I just got shown Carly. You're going to love this. We can end with this if you want. Yes. Have an exercise where, like you said, with the yoga, but yeah. shift it into nature. Okay. Sit down with a yeah. full blown dandelion and now oh. apply all of those things that you said natural mm. breath work on the dandelion right. Right? <laughs> observe yeah. you could look at a, a at a full-blown you know dandelion i call them little fairy puffs and and see all the different aspects of it through their awareness and and they could talk to you about it or not just be present right. with it sitting butt right down on the ground with it yeah and then if they want to leave it if they want to pick it if they want to just bend over and blow it it's the experience of that. Mm. But you opened mm-hmm. up the door and then I received that visual of when you're saying, you know, sitting in the yoga and then the breath work and they immediately showed me the dandelion flower <laughs> as the tool it. of nature to illustrate that beautiful point that you were open the door on. So there we go. Oh, Let's there's the so much more. <laughs> and dandelions, you know, when you blow them, they they're planting seeds Mm -hmm. and those seeds, the dandelion is really tough to get rid of. And so we're planting those seeds that are um, virtually indestructible in a beautiful, organic, gentle way, actually. Love it. Love it. Okay. That was so great. That was so great. (laughs) Thanks for showing up for this, Lisa. Oh, I had so much fun, Carla. Yeah. Yeah. If we can share the awareness with all that want to be ready to receive it, then there we, we did. We did it. We did it. I'm just stopping the recording. This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. For more support, community, audio coaching, full episodes, bi-monthly live Q&A, discounts on our group coaching programs, and more, become a patron of my work at www.patreon.com slash Atherton. 
For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book, Family Health Revolution, and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at Healthy Family Formula and Carla Atherton Inspired. Com. Find us on Instagram at Coach Carla Atherton and on Clubhouse at Empowered Family. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility.